Welcome to my mom's podcast. You're listening to the Early Childhood Journeys podcast, where we chat with educators, community members, and advocates of early childhood alike through candid and real conversations, focusing on the person behind the practice, along with some tips and strategies as well. I'm your host, Marisa. Hi again, everybody. We're back with another Early Childhood Journeys episode. And today I am actually um, joined by a guest that I met at, what was it? It was the Tempe Early Childhood Conference that was, I think, last month. Um, My guest is Marisa Flores. And yes, this is probably going to be one of the few episodes where we have two Marisas in the house. (laughs) (laughs) So go ahead and introduce yourself, Marisa. Tell us what you you do. Okay. My name is Marisa Flores. I am a parent educator. I work for the Fort McDowell Yavapai Nation as the early childhood specialist. I work with parents and their children from birth to ages three. I just am basically a support system for parents to go to when they have questions. I know sometimes we... um, don't get the book to say how to raise a child, but to be able to be there to support them in their process of going about raising their children. Um, and any questions or concerns they have, we make sure to reach that and uh, answer any questions that they have to be able to help them as parents and encourage them. And not only that, but just encourage them to be there and be involved with their child. Um, we do group activities, parent interactions, um, and just just mainly support for them. Um, that's kind of our job as parent educators, just to be there, support them, and, and not really to teach them or change their ways of parenting, but just to encourage them and um, introduce them to new things that we have observed or we have seen that work, and maybe sometimes don't work, but just to be able to be there and be their support system. Yeah, and I, I want to remind our listeners, so uh, Marisa works out of the Fort McDowell Yavapai Nation, and many times, I think we need to be very conscious about the culture of the communities that we work with. Um, and so I want to also ask you, what do you think are some common misconceptions about your role and your position? So in my role, I often get um, that we're, we're there to judge them, that we're there to um, tell them their parenting wrong. But in fact, it's not that. It's us just being there to support them. Um, sometimes I know like me, I'm, I'm not a parent. I am the oldest of eight siblings though. So I've kind of took on that parent role in my household, kind of helping out and being there. So I, I know what it takes to be a parent and I know it's not easy at times. I know sometimes it can be difficult even not being a parent. So for me, I, I like to inform them that I'm not there to judge them. I'm not there to criticize them on their parenting. I'm just there to support them and, and help them in any way possible. Yeah, and for those listeners um, th- that aren't familiar with Arizona, we have the most um, sovereign tribes here in our state, and um, Fort McDowell Yavapai Nation is actually located um, near, or it's like going towards Payson, Arizona. If you're if you are coming from the Phoenix area, from the Fountain Hills area, j- um, just so that folks kind of get an idea as where. Um, the, that nation is. Um, I want to also ask you, how did you end up starting in this field? Do you remember your first job? Yes, I do, actually. I 
um, like I mentioned before, I'm the oldest of eight siblings. So I have kind of took on that role of being that, um, like babysitter, older sister, but also kind of like that other parent role. Um, My mom's a single mother. She's raised us all. So I've kind of been her support and she's been there for me to help me out through school. And so we kind of worked side by side in parenting our younger siblings. And um, so that kind of allowing me to take that role and, and see the growth that it takes when you're involved in the child's life. And being able to be there and have them be supported is very important. And so I decided uh, one year I took a course as a assistant at a daycare here on the farm at Yabapai Res at our school called Manshawa. Uh And so it started there in a summer youth program. And I just loved it. I loved working with kids. I, to me, it fulfilled me and it allowed me to see that, you know, these kids, these children, these, they are the future and to be able to work with them and inspire them and teach them and and show them a way that they can grow and continue to grow and be able to be successful. It just allowed me to feel like this is my purpose and this is where I belong. And so I finished college at South Mountain Community College and went on to work at a day school in Fountain Hills nearby. And I got a phone call and they asked me to apply for a position here, which was the early childhood specialist. And I was thinking about it and thinking about it. And he said, you know what? I'm going to be working with parents and children. So this is, this is kind of being able to, take a bigger step, you know, rather than just working with the children, but to be able to inform the parents on this, I feel like that's something that will make me feel like I'm actually helping and I'm taking that next step. And yeah. so I said, yes, they got me in. Uh, I started in May of on May the 14th. So I've been working for about five months now and just going to trainings, conferences, and, and I love it all. I love it all. And I feel like, yes, this is where I'm meant to be. I'm meant to help. And just to hear the feedback from the parents and me being new and, and saying that, you know, they really love the program and, and me just barely working with them. That's awesome. That's so awesome to hear that journey, that connection, because you personally have already been connected with that community. And yeah. now you're coming in at a different angle that's awesome Mm -hmm. what what do you think um did you have any mentors that also helped you along um yes I I would have to say my mother my mother's been my biggest mentor um she's always taught me kind of how to be a mother I know everyone kind of thinks you know well who's been there to teach you how do you know these things well to me (laughs) it's just listening to my mom (laughs) you know listening to her experience experiences and what she's went through and how she feels things are right and wrong and how to do things and maybe sometimes just being there to give that advice and encouragement um she's been my biggest mentor I also would like to say um Kathy Santana she's my supervisor for her to allow me to come into this program and, and be there and help me and support me she has helped me so much um, and also my coworker Andrea LeBeau, she's 
she works right alongside me and she has welcomed me and helped me through everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm really appreciative for her because I know um, coming in new is not always easy, but to be able to give me that confidence and know that I'll be okay and that I can do it. And so the encouragement I really appreciate from her. Yeah, just setting setting up your your colleagues, your teammate for success, because at the end of the day, yeah. everyone wants to have the program succeed and everyone wants um, their colleagues to feel good about the work, right? Yeah. Um, I want to also ask, because, you know, you, you just got into that role, for those that are listening to us that are in early childhood and they're an advocate and maybe they are considering um, an employment in those same roles, what, what advice would you give to them? My advice would be to to go with go in with it with a good heart. If you know you love children and you you want to inspire them and be there for them and be that mentor, then go for it. If you're going just because you know you need the money and you're doing it for all the wrong reasons, I, I wouldn't support that. Only because these children are growing right now at this age, especially from zero to three, zero to five, yeah. and you're making a big impact in their lives every day. You are seeing them majority of their time. So if you're going in with uh, the thought of anything other than helping their development process and allowing them to grow, then I would encourage you to, to think about that first before you go into this field, because it does take, um, it does take a lot. I mean, out of you personally to be there and to put aside your thoughts and your, your personal experiences but just to be there and encouraging the children and helping them in their needs. I want to jump on what you just said there, because I think that's an, an important piece about um, having to do with your, you know, dealing with your own personal biases. Also um, how to avoid the burnout, because um, I don't, sometimes I feel like um, those outside of our field don't understand that while we come in and out and maybe are working with children or families in their classrooms, the work is heavy and you don't, you take that, those experiences back home with you. I remember I'm thinking about my kids. I'm thinking about the families. I'm mm-hmm. thinking about the, the, you know, the situation that happened and, and how do you cope with that? What do you do to decompress? What do you do um, to, you know, to relieve that stress, to de-stress? Mm-hmm. So like I mentioned before, I, I live in my, well, I didn't mention that, but I live with my eight siblings. So yeah. we all live in a house here. And that could be its own, that could really be its own podcast, by the way. So we'll have to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But That's awesome. going from work, <laughs> working with children and coming home. So I don't really get that getaway, yeah. but to be able to um, care for myself, I, I do, I found out that doing a lot of meditation, um, yeah. being self-aware, allowing myself to kind of disconnect for a little bit to be able to get rid of all the stress and things that are going on in my day. So that way I don't come home and take it out on my family or them feel any type of way. I feel that that's very important. Um, going to the gym, working out, taking little times for myself to just treat myself and allow myself to know, you know, you're doing great. You can keep doing it. Um, I know at times we sometimes feel like we're in the job and we're just stuck in it. But rather than doing that, just to breathe and, and realize, you know, what you're doing, you're doing good. You're doing the best that you can. And just encouraging yourself, speaking positively to yourself. 
I, I feel that's kind of how I how I allow myself to disconnect and allow myself to kind of recharge a little bit and yeah, allowing so myself that time. Um, I want to also mention oftentimes when we have folks that are outside of our field that want to bring in new programs or new initiatives um, for our field, um, I feel sometimes that there's certain cultural norms that are missed. What insights would you give those folks on working with communities of color, you know, from, from your perspective? In, in all honesty, I would, I would recommend before bringing that program in to just kind of get an idea of what, what you're getting into as in going around the community and, and talking to people, talking to parents, talking to the leaders, talking to everyone to get it, kind of get a feel of what you're bringing to them, what you're providing to them, to be able to speak to them, to be able to ask them questions, how they feel. Just because, you know, oftentimes we don't want some stranger coming in and saying, this is what you need, right. rather than listening to our needs and what, what we want as a community for our people. So to be able to just kind of get on, on their level and realize, okay, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe we should bring them in. Maybe we should allow them to be involved and see if this is something they're wanting rather than just kind of bringing it in full force and saying, here, here's a program, do something with it. Yes, um, I, I agree. Absolutely. There's yeah. oftentimes, I'm sure there's some fabulous programs, but it's one size doesn't fit all. And I think we need to be, yeah. you know, culturally sensitive to that. Oh, yeah. And also just to be aware of the parents that you're working with and their background. You know, not everyone goes. We all are different. We all go through life differently. And for you to come in and say, oh, you know, to make them feel judged, we don't want that. And sometimes parents I hear say, I don't want to be involved in that program because every time I go, they always want to know why, why I'm this way, why I did this. And, and, you know, we shouldn't be asking why we should just be encouraging them to kind of grow from that past and rather than la- allowing them to live in it and relive in it and reopen yeah. o- wounds that have already been gone. So yeah. just to be in mind of that, to be in mind of that, you know, we are people that have been through a lot and for you to come in and try and, and tell us we're doing things wrong, it's not going to help us. It's going to kind of make it worse. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's so powerful. Now, speaking about the parents that you work with, what advice would you give some new parents that just are, you know, have a zero to three-year-old, for example, um, what's like some first steps for them that you, that you come across that you wish you can kind of give them some inside scoop on what they should be working on? Well, from zero to three, I, the first thing I would let them know is, you know what, you're doing a great job. You know, you're, you're going to be a good parent. And, oh, I love and don't it. Ever, Let's celebrate it first. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Don't ever doubt that. Don't ever question it. You are, you know, you're going to be, you're going to do the best. You're going to learn. You're going to learn from everything. So it's a learning experience for you and your child. So as your child grows up, just remember that you are your child's first teacher. You teach them wrong from right. You teach them how to grow up, how to be, and that that's important for them. So to be involved, to be active in their lives and be there, support them, love them, care for them, because all a child needs is that love and support. 
and to feel wanted and to feel cared for. So it's just to encourage them. I think that's the most important part because oftentimes parents feel like they're going to do wrong or they're making mistakes. And, 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 you know, yeah, little mess ups will happen, but I feel that's the most important thing that I would share with them. Also just to read, 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 read to them. Uh, reading is very important for them to build their vocabulary and just to explore and expand their minds. I know oftentimes we don't have time now in this society. It's always a fast pace, go, go, go. But just to kind of remember to sit and read to them and and share that bonding with them so that they can love it and grow to love it. And, And just, I would just say the most important thing is just to be there for your child. Be there, be that parent for them. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's absolutely true. Um. Well, before I let you go, I want to also give you an opportunity to plug in your services. How do people connect with you and and your work? So we aren't really online. Our uh, tribal, our tribe doesn't allow us to kind of have our own social networking. Um, But we do have, we are located within the Manshawa Earlyhood Child Center. And um, we normally contact within the community. Our, we have our phone, our phone lines, work phones, our emails, my emails, mflores at fmyn.org. If you have any questions, feel free to contact me. Uh, my phone number is 480-789-7212. And I can answer any questions or if anyone may want to know more, I would love to share. Yeah, absolutely. And for our listeners, I'm going to put... Uh, Marissa's information in our show notes so that you can connect with her through her email um, to learn more about the work that she's doing with the Fort McDowell Gamify Nation. Um, and I look forward to hearing more about your your stories and how it progresses, how your job progresses in your position. I'm excited about that. Yeah, thank you so much. And I also would like to thank you for allowing me to come on and speak and share my experiences. Yes, thank you so much, Marissa. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed making it, make sure you are also leaving us a review on iTunes. Share out the podcast to your network. You can listen from any of the popular podcasting apps and don't forget to stay connected with us on social media. We're on all of the popular ones. If you have a guest idea topic you'd like for us to cover or maybe interested in learning how you can support the podcast, check out the website at earlychildhoodjourneys.com. Thanks, everybody.